Welcome to Should I Get Bangs. I am your host, Julie Rossi, and today's guest is one of the funniest people I have ever met in my life, quite truly. Uh, her Twitter makes me laugh so hard. Her stand-up makes me laugh. She has a special on epics that you can watch. Please welcome to the show the wonderful... Deborah DiGiovanni! There she is! <laughs> Yay! Come on down. Hello! I almost got... I, I have trouble saying your last name, which is so shameful because I am so Italian. Yeah, but it's just there's a lot of consonants. That's the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wow. There's, it's just a lot. It's a panic name, you know? Are your parents Italian? Just my dad. Mom was from British. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is your dad yeah. from Italy? No, Um. he is... Everyone in my family is French-Canadian. Uh, oh, his, okay. his his parents from our, were from Abruzzi. Yeah, wait, but every, wait, yeah, that's where my yeah. dad's from. Shut it. Yes. Hold on. After Look at that. Pod, oh my after god. Pod. After pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it what? was it D G Giovanni's and D Gaetano's as well? Okay, I'm gonna ask my dad because it's a vi- okay. Abruzzi is small. Yeah, Abruzzi is small. A D Giovanni's a common name too, though. That's the thing. You know? Wow. What if we are like? What if we're cousins? Oh my god! That would be the coolest. That'd be the best. That'd be the best. Um, But yeah, but no, we're all French Canadian. We all, um, everyone. Dad was born in Montreal. My mom was born in Montreal. We were all born in Quebec. So yeah. And why are you in America? (laughs) That's a very good question. (laughs) I legitimately ask myself that at least once a week. Why am I? Why am I? What am I doing here? You know what it is. This is the thing. Uh, I'm sure most people know a little bit about Canada, right? But um, a little bit. It's the entertainment industry. It's so funny because there's so much talent in Canada. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, they think of, excuse me. I think a lot of people think of Canada. They think of like, you know, comedians, you know, Mm -hmm. some of our favorite comedians are from Canada. Yay. But it's, it's, it's small in the way that it purchases most of its entertainment. So, okay, um, I, when I was a young woman, I worked at a TV station, right, in the 90s, okay? And there was, um, there's this thing, our ruling, our CRTC, which controls how much Canadian content has to be on Canadian television, okay? Oh, so like wow. Ni- yeah, yeah, that was a ruling. In 1994, that's when they would get, you know, get kickbacks from the government. So 1994, there had to be 34% of all programming was Canadian-made television. 2005, they redid the ruling, and now it's only 6% that needs to be Canadian. So it's just like... Yeah, not a lot is created there. So, I mean, yes, I mean, now we have our Shits Creeks and we have our letter kennies and things like that. But it's, it's, um, there's still not a ton being created there. So, like, you really did get to the, you really get to a point in Canada where after like certain things say no, you go, I guess I have to go. You know what I mean? Like, you really do. There really, you really do. There really is a glass ceiling and you really have to go, okay. You know, I mean, because a couple you know, the people that break through and get it, they can stay in Canada and have a wonderful career for the rest of their lives. But then the ones that, you know, that they say no to, you you, you got to figure out something else. <laughs> and I was and I was one of them. Hello. So how long yeah. have you been in the States? The States. <laughs> this is eight, this is my eighth year. This is. Year oh, wow. Eight. OK. Oh, my God. I can't. 
you know, and it's such, because last year was obviously ruined. So it's like, it should really only be year seven. Do you know what I mean? Last yeah. year didn't count. That's the we all thing, get to take so. a year off our age. I, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I've turned a very big number and I feel like I shouldn't have to, I feel like I should be able to turn it next year. So. You don't have to say the number, but I think I know the number. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a great number. Wait. No. Yes. Uh, Can I say it? <laughs> sure. You're 50? I turned 50 in March. What the fuck? I, I thought I you were going to say 40. Oh my God, bless. But I'm serious. It feels, it's surreal. It's It really is surreal. It's that like, how am I 50? Because 50 sounds old. Do you know? I never thought, I, I never felt old in my 40s. But 50 is like, wow. Uh, well, weird. it's because I'm looking at you and yeah. you in in my war because you know you learn about ages when you're young yeah and so in my warped childhood mind I think of a 50 year old as like yes. gray hair which yes. is not even true no but, like, but you think of your uncle you know what I mean yes think of your, yes yes absolutely so do I I still do too you know wow. and it's funny too yeah it is it's weird but I feel like the minute the minute Brad Pitt turned 50 everything changed do you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. the minute Brad Pitt turned 50, then it was like, oh, 50 not old anymore. It's like, oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I hope, you know, I feel like there's been so much diversity in entertainment because it's still a weird topic about like talking about your age because mm. if you can play younger, yeah. apparently if you share that you're older, no one can use their imagination, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, which makes no sense to me, but it's like, you know, there's so much more diversity now with like, Culture, race, ethnicities, sizes, but age, I feel like still it's is still a sort of little. That, and of course, just for women. Just for women. And of course, just for women. I mean, I was told, I was, I, I've been told for the last like 15 years, stop saying your age, stop saying your age. And I'm always like, oh, okay, but I can't help it because I have this honest problem where like, I just blurt it. I mean, I've said it on stage. I, and like, even now, like me going, oh, I just, I say it all the time. I say it all the time. So well, it's, it's like. It's part of who you are. I mean, I'm, I'm 42. Bless. And I also don't share it very often for the yeah. same reason. But what I mm -hmm. think, what I've realized that does is it erases gears of your life as if they don't matter and I shouldn't yeah. be out of them. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, it, in the in the 42 years that I've been on this planet, I have a lot of experiences, wonderful and awful, and they all make up who I am. And so to be like, actually, I'm 35, which I, I've been 35 forever. <laughs> you know, yes, it yeah. it's it's erasing, especially the uh, yeah. growth that I've had from 35 to 42, which has been massive. I feel like it's a disrespect to yourself. It is disrespect. You no, know, it really is. It's disrespect to yourself and to your life. And also, too, it's like. You know, I think we all, as most comedians, we were honest in what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's like, I'm talking about what I'm going through right now. And that's what it is. You know, turning 50 is a thing. It's a big thing. When did so you turn 50? In March. So it's Happy like, I'm only, birthday. I'm a, thank you. I'm only just like, you know, a couple months into it. But I mean, I, I do wish that I, you know, because, you know, your 50th birthday, it's supposed to be like a, you know, ooh, a thing. And it didn't. It was really just, you know, it passed in the quarantine of just like oh turn 50 you know what I mean so I'd, I'd like to redo 50 next year if it's at all possible that's what oh I, like I absolutely yeah. think I think it's I think it's a good idea yeah I mean yeah. birthdays in general though and I feel like I've talked about this on the show and just everywhere that they'll give me a chance to but birthdays always drudge up 
It's so much, I don't know. I've what I've learned about myself when it comes to attention is I don't really like like personal, I don't like holidays that are like my birthday or like my I like like Christmas, which yeah. is for everyone. Yeah. But when it's something that's like highly focused on me. I don't know. It's weird. Like, and I just think birthdays bring up so much emotion and reflection. And then on top of that, you're supposed to party. And I'm like, no, I just want to like meditate all day. I I actually, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't actually, I don't actually do well on birthdays. Like I'm very, very happy to just go and say, Oh, you know, I, I, my, my ideal is like dinner with a couple of friends, like maybe like maybe six of us maximum. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? I also, I'm one of those people, I don't accept gifts very well. I'm mm. very, I'm very awkward opening a present. I just am. I'm, I, do I like it? What's my face doing? I can't, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not good. So, but here's the thing though too. I have a twin sister, right? You so do? I do. I have a fraternal wow. twin sister who's, wow. who's seven minutes older than me. We look nothing alike. So no. Always, nothing. We don't, we never even, no one even ever guessed we were sisters. It's just... She's fair with, you know, hazel eyes, two inches taller than me. Like just, she's my mother where like I'm, we're all, everyone, all my other siblings were much more Italian looking than Joanne, than my How sister. How many uh, siblings do you have total? I have, I have three sisters and a little brother. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is like, because she's older, like what we always did, sort of the classic story of growing up and having birthdays with a twin. It was always, you know, you have your birthday party, obviously together, but my mom would always like, you know, light the candles on the cake and everyone would sing happy birthday to Joanne because Joanne was born first. Right. So happy birthday. Everyone would do that around the cake. Joanne would blow the candles. And then my mother would try to relight the candles for me. But then the kids were like, we're done. We're out. I mean, you're eight. You then everyone's done, and then inevitably, my mother would be like, "I'll sing happy birthday to you in the kitchen by myself." <laughs> and that's when a comedian is born, everybody. Oh my god! I feel like that's the perfect lead-in to isn't it? Yeah. Well, we just because so lately on the show, it's been really interesting because I always say, like, ask guests, you know, oh, if you have a certain story in mind or a certain breakdown or breakthrough, and it's been really funny because you are probably the fourth person in a row. To before we start recording, I'm like, so is there something specific you want to get to? And you're like, where do I begin? And I'm like, well, you just did again. Yes, there we go. I know. So many of us, please. We all think we're original. We're not. We're all traumatized. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, is trauma, I mean, you recently wrote this tweet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to quote it correctly, but it was so delicious of like, you're like, I think you're like, as soon as I get through all of my trauma and, different issues like yeah, walkout yes. world and I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I many. mean it's so I have such an issue with especially online the epidemic of watch out world yeah I'm a queen and I'm like are you <laughs> I know because <laughs> you know what and god bless everyone being positive and confident yes. but it's like wow I didn't have that I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's what's happened in the last 10 years or good for everybody. Cause I didn't have that when I was 20. Do you know what I mean? I just, that was not there. Well, I don't think that we had a platform for it. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's different tools, but I also yeah, think unfortunately sure. it's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of often white women. Yeah. Yes. No <laughs> brand, branding 
you know, intense Branded themselves as a queen. Yes. Like intense positivity and gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Toxic and, positivity. Yes. And it becomes and and you know, don't get me wrong, I'll share a positive meme with a friend sure. every now and then. Yeah. But I think <laughs> if your entire life is that without true acknowledge and, and I'm not saying acknowledgement of your trauma just online, yeah. but acknowledge it of it in real life. Like at these if these people who are hashtag positivity not going to therapy. Yes. Then I'm no. Afraid. No. I feel like I feel like the the biggest red flag of anyone, if you ever meet anyone and they go, I don't need therapy, back away slowly. And then yeah. like that is that is the minute anyone says, Yeah, I don't need therapy, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's like you want to call a team in because that's yes. just, I mean, my God, you know, that's it's the most I think everyone I think uh, uh therapy should be mandatory for five I years. I agree. Yeah, for at least five years. I think maybe like maybe between the ages of twenty five and thirty, we could we could we could argue that we don't that don't have to put that in stone. But I think like I think a solid five years you need. Men might or, need ten, or I mean, yeah, or more. I mean, yeah. at the very least, I would I would you know how about like you know how you how you have to go you don't have to but you should go to the dentist twice a year for yes. a check in. Yes, that would be great. Just like twice yeah. a year, and then they can determine. Mm-hmm. If you that, need that, more. You know that would honestly be a very good idea. Like you have your physical, you have your dental checkup. Yep. You have a mental checkup. How are you doing? What's going on? Well, and because have a solid. The, yeah. The doctors. So doctors will ask. Yeah. Um, depending on your yep. doctor. And then also what's been really interesting is. Uh, so I had a child 10 months ago. And for the first few months after that. And also right before you give birth. They ask you about your mental health a lot. It's really so that you don't like, I think, hurt your child. It's not, no one cares about me. I'm just a vessel. But like, <laughs> you know, but, but it's so weird because I don't know with my doctor, I sort of have this thing where I'm always trying to like, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. Like, I want to impress them with my health. Yes. Yeah. You know, I want to be like, how's my cholesterol? Yeah, yeah, I want to be good. And sort of then be like, I, I mean, I've had, they're like, and so are you on any medication? And I'm like, so long. Yeah. And like, excuse me. I'm like, so loved. Like, <laughs> really, but a really low dose, the lowest dose. Yeah. And like, yeah. I start panicking. And they're like, and how have you been feeling? I'm like, great, great. Never sad. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because I, it is, isn't that funny? It is. It's like you want to get a good grade. Yeah. You know, you want the report card to be good. Um, but I want to ask though, how was how was pregnancy? Did you was oh, it oh, Aaron, like Aaron, seriously? How yeah, was, was it, pregnancy in general? Yeah, yeah like yeah, honestly. physically. Mentally and emotionally. Wow. Well, it was during the pandemic, so it's it's oh. sort of hard to separate the two. But mm-hmm. I, I have said this many times. I do think there was, you know, blessing and a curse because I was I was home a lot. Yeah. So it was really nice. Um, you know, I hate to say that a lot of it is a blur already, but physically being pregnant, like you know, it could be uncomfortable at times. I really liked it for the most part yeah. in that you know, you do glow and it is sort of this, like, I don't know. I felt kind of special, especially <laughs> this is so fucked up, but like, you know, I think the reason why a lot of misogyny exists is because I got to carry the baby and he didn't. Yeah. And I think there's a, it, that is like a power. Uh, you that's know? the and biggest it, power move. It's the biggest power move. It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, and yeah. even if you don't end up naturally give, like even, even, I don't want to say, but even if you don't end up carrying a child, like there still is motherly instinct and intuition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even if it's not with a child, even if it's with a pet, 
you know, what, whatever. Mothers, the- mothers always win. Mothers always win. Yes. You know what I mean? and, it's always go to mom first. Always. Yeah. And mom, mom, I mean, everyone has, my yoga teacher said this in class the other day. She was like, everyone, every woman has mother vibes, whether or not they actually have children, you know, yeah, yeah. but that's a whole other thing. But, um, so yeah, so that part of it, I mean, but it was also like the birthing part. I was like terrified, but then I was on drugs and I was fine. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. It's bizarre. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad I had the experience. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I'm too old to probably ever do it again. Do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all, yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do love though how, um, it's sort of like, like 25, 30 years ago, having a one child, it was weird. Do you remember? Yes, I just like, do you remember? Talk- it's like it's like having an only child. Oh, they're weird. And it's like it's so normal now. It's yep, so I, normal now. I you just know? talked about this on a few episodes ago that yeah, when I was a kid, you like felt bad for people who were you only did. children. Yes, I remember my mother going, uh, um, people that only had one child, but like so selfish. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> What does that mean? That's like how my mom would always, you know, someone got divorced. Someone yeah. would get divorced and they would be thrilled to be divorced. And my mom would yeah. be like, oh, poor thing. 30. Yeah. How's she going to find somebody else? You know? I know. You're, you're like, like, dude. Yeah. yeah they'll Please. be fine. Uh, but that was, that was sort of, that was sort of the, the vibe of the day. But anyway, but look at the, the, um, yeah, being pregnant in a pandemic, that's, it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's like, obviously, this is the weirdest and sort of worst year of most people's lives, uh, you know, the 2020. But at the same time, though, there was still some bonuses, though. There was still some positives, I which mean, is look, odd. I, I hate, I, I hate that people were sick. I hate that people lost yes. businesses. I yeah. hate that people were disconnected. But yeah, me too. Personally, yeah, I was fortunate, privileged. What I don't know what the word for it is. I it was a really good uh, sabbatical for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really glad I had time away from career and mm-hmm. from people. And I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like I am emerging with a better sense of. I mean, I may also just be age, but like I feel like I have a better sense of self and a lot less. Uh, stamina for bullshit. Oh yeah, nice. nice. You see, okay. Let's let's. This is maybe where we talk about breakdown, breakthrough, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I, you know, let's do it. But I, I, I'm with you as well because I am. You know, I'm an I'm an introvert. Like I know that we're all tired of that word, but it's true. And like there are, of course, a lot of comedians, and especially as you get older, um, being at home is not a problem for me. And so the first stretch i'd say all of 2020 which was even though it was scary and there was the trauma of it being like you know people dying and people like you know you'll die if you get and like there was that sort of like that there was a bit of terror you know at the especially at the very beginning but then as it went on and we knew how to protect ourselves and the things that we were supposed to do and so on you know there was sort of a bit of delight in it as well and you know i mean this again we don't Obviously, loss of life and people getting ill and and businesses. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? Yeah. How heartbreaking. People opening things in January and then being like, oh my God. It's just terrible. And like all the you know, jobs lost and but 
there is on the other side of that. There was, you know, I I'm I was on the road so much that being home was like, this is nice. You yeah. know, that kind of thing of like not, you know, coming home on a Sunday and packing again on a Wednesday, you know, like we're all used to as comedians. And so that was nice. And um you know, kind of like you know, doing some stuff in the apartment. I, you know, I started a relationship in the in the pandemic. I mean, oh, can you believe yes. it? I know. Is I know it we'll still going on? Yes, it is. Well, so we'll talk about that in a moment. And yeah. then, but I will tell you, like, that was fine until, and then something happened when we clicked over into 2021 and I've, I've regressed in a way that I'm not dealing with well. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, I've, ju- I've just... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happened, but over, it was 2020 is great. And then there's something about like, just like starting the new year and realizing that we were still, I don't know, or, or being away from comedy that long. And, you know, I, I did zoom shows. I've been doing zoom shows the entire time, yeah, and, it's not the but same. there's, yeah, it's not the same. And, you know, also too, because I am sort of an introvert and a bit of a weirdo, I realized that all of my social was comedy. Like all of my social was mm. comedy. That was, that was it. And then it was all gone. And so, um, yeah, and I'm, it's just, and I still feel it now. Like I'm still even like, I haven't done, I'm, you're the first person I'm telling this to because I've been scared to say it. I, um, I haven't done a live show yet because I, I'm not ready. I'm not emotionally ready. But that's stand up wise. Is it though? I feel scared. I feel scared. I, I listen. I think it is okay because nobody has experienced Nobody knows how to deal in this. No one's been through a pandemic. Mm. No one knows how to deal in this weird, like we're still in the pandemic. And so every time I say post-pandemic, people get mad at me. I know, I like, know, because, because I there know. is that vibe of like, is it still happening? Are we still, what's going, it's it's all, yeah, it's all and, weird. And I have to say like, and and what what I, just to clarify, like, I'm not even saying that I'm I'm emerging from this, like with, you know, the most, I'm just different. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know that I would say like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not new and improved. I just <laughs> am like, I really know what matters. Yes, and and yeah. I think, you know, I'm curious to know if some of the fear. So I, I did my first live show last week and I was really hesitant to do it. Um, and I was kind of hoping it was going to go bad mm. because I have been looking for a way out of this cult <laughs> For yeah. a very long time. Yeah, and yeah. it is, and and I, what an asshole I feel like, because like, I, what a fun job it can be when it's good, but I hate the hours. Mm-hmm. I love being home. Mm-hmm. I don't do well with like FOMO and comparison and yeah, all this same, stuff. Same, yeah. And I wanted to hate it. And the show ended up being really fun. And I feel a little bit of this. I don't even, I guess it's anxiety. I don't know what the word for it is, but there's like a little bit of buzzing in my bones again of like, fuck. Yep. But, but I love, but I love. See, this is the same thing. I saw, cause you know, I saw you tweet and you were like, oh, I hate to, what it was like. I hate to tell you, but I love comedy again. Yeah, I was it wasn't it, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, but I, I'm, I'm with you. And I want to say this and maybe this is like what you're trying to emote. Um, I love comedy. I still love comedy. I love comedy as much as I did the, the day I started. You know, it's 21 years in comedy for me now. Yeah. I love stand-up. I still love it. I know that, you know, being on stage again will be good. But there's something about the hustle that I don't want to join again. I don't want to join it again. I am, 
I don't know how else to say it except to say I'm tired and I am, you know, again, I'm getting old. I've been doing it for a long time. Like I'm starting to have this moment where, and and I really will say because I'm home and I'm thinking and, you know, I'm in therapy and like there's this bit where I go, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to be aiming at right now. And I just, and, and then I feel weird too, because it's like, um, I don't want to hustle like crazy. Like, I don't want to go back on the road every every week, every week, and only home for three days and back. I don't want to do that again because yeah, I, I feel like it's insane. And I feel like, and I've done it for so long too, that it's like, I feel like I'm done with that portion, but I'm not going to be able to be done. And also too, it's like, I would say what I've realized in this last year, I want joy of life like i want a little more because i spent so long being only comedy the only thing that matters is comedy and then you throw a pandemic at us and you put us in quarantine yeah and just like you're saying i realized oh no 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 that's not the most important thing it's yeah. a wonderful thing and it's a thing that i love and it's important to me but it's not the most important thing and then there was that feeling of like not being able to see my best friend not being able to see my you know 80 four-year-old father, you know, things like that. Like, it's like, oh, wow. It, it just, there's something now that's, I, I want more than just comedy. And now I feel like, oh, do I not? Because I don't know about you, but I'm looking at people, our, our community, our peeps. And I look at, was no one affected by the pandemic? Because everyone's back and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh. And then oh. I feel, it's a compare and despair. And I feel like I feel crazy because I'm like, I haven't jumped in yet. And there's like, everyone else has. And I just... <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I cannot I, I feel you a hundred percent and anyone listening, even if you don't do comedy, whether it's you know, whatever crap whatever you have to jump or, back into. Yeah, yeah whatever. Cause because for some people it might be jumping back into, you know, a job, it might be jumping back into like being around their family, jumping yep. back into being social, like whatever it is, jumping back into school. Like, mm-hmm. like there's so many things that we all have to not have to that have the option to go back into. And I, I, well, my therapist said this to me uh, a few months ago, because I was actually talking to her a lot about my anxiety about how I kind of didn't want the world to open again. Because mm-hmm. I liked the excuse of being home. Same. And she said, and I, it like st- stuck with me so hard was that um, with every choice comes grief. So if you choose to do comedy the way that you used to, you're going to feel grief. And if you Mm -hmm. choose not to, you're going to feel grief. So you're going to feel grief no matter what. And it's sort of a freeing feeling. And I have to tell you, I really feel so strongly that if you don't want to go on the road and you don't want to get back into the hustle, you will be fine. Mm -hmm. Because I I just, not to I am going to sound like one of those memes now, but like I just know in my own experience, and this is true for relationships, for career, for anything, when I am like, choking it to death with like, I have to, I should, it fucking fails. Mm-hmm. It fails. It slips out of my fingers. I yeah. it, it doesn't last. When I am like taking care of myself and finding my own way and not needing anything, yes. yeah, yeah. I feel like a magnet. Yeah. And, and that's, so- and I, and I'm with you. I believe that. Too. Yeah. I really do. And I also feel like as well, it's like, 
I've been so fortunate over my career. And, you know, yes, I know. You know, here's the thing. With all the things of all the problems and, the, oh, the problem self-love. And, I know I'm a good comic. I mean, you don't, don't you feel like you get to a point where you're like, I, we know we're good comics. I, I know I'm a Just really good thing. comic. Yes, we know we're good comics. Seriously, though, we know we've been doing it long enough. We get paid to do it, you know. Yeah. So there is that element of like, I know. But I also know that I've just been very fortunate and I've been very sort of like the earth has sort of supported my choice in comedy, you know? So yeah. I kind of have that moment where I go, why would it drop me now? Like, why would it drop, you know, like, why would it be like, yeah. well, no, we're done. It, it just, you know, and as long as I'm not a dick and as long as I don't make really bad choices, I just feel like I still will be supported. And if I'm trying to tell myself, like, if I need a little time to ease in, then I need a little time to ease in, you know? And I also, too, um, I'm also, you know, this is, I'm just giving you all the dirt here. Please. You know, but like I've just I've also too, it's like I've decided that, you know, I'm I'm trying to get into um rehab for my eating disorder. You know, I've I've had an eating disorder all of my life. And now it's just it's I, I just was like, okay, you know what? It is the world is open, but it's still not super open. I have the time now. I have better insurance. It'll cover it. So now I'm working on like legitimately getting into residential rehab is what I'm trying for. Because, Can I ask um, you what the disorder yeah, is? I am, I have what they call compulsive eating disorder, which um, even as I say it, I always feel like I have to give a big explanation, but it is, you know, I mean, but it is a legitimate, it is a legitimate eating disorder. It is. Okay. I know when people think of eating disorders, they think of anorexia, they might think of bulimia and I was bulimic for most of my youth, but then at some point, were you really? Oh my God. Such Italian. A, I feel I, like it's I, the Italian I, disease. I, I swear to God. <laughs> They force you to eat all your feelings. And you're I like, know. Oh, and you're like, I gotta get out of it. I gotta get rid of these feelings. But this, <laughs> I mean, seriously. And then, you know, probably around the age of 28 is when I stopped purging because mm-hmm. I had a scary incident. Me so too. then I, yeah, I did. I just, oh, so I, I stopped. But then, you see, the problem is, is that the binging didn't stop. And so, uh-huh. um, by when I, and right as I was starting comedy, is when I started to get heavy. And so, and it's just gotten, and now the binge compulsive eating has sort of turned into now their new term is binge eating disorder. And that's really the thing that I struggle with the most. And then, you know, um, you may not know, but then, you know, I got sober five years ago. So I took marijuana. Yeah. I took marijuana out of my life. And then I'll just be like, my food will be cured. Wrong. It's, it's, it's worse, you know, because it's still, there's still Mm -hmm. that outlet. Do you know what I mean? There's still that, I still need something. And, and so it's got worse. And then the pandemic. And again, since January, it's just gotten bad. And so then, you know, I'm, I've just, you know, I'm trying to change therapists and I've, um, you know, I'm working with another woman and yeah. So it's like, I've just, that's what I'm trying to do right now. And it's, you know, I feel weird and scared and all of these things, but I also kind of go, maybe this is the time for it. Maybe, maybe my schedule is open because this is the time for it. I cannot agree more because that's how I felt. I mean, sort of the same thing, but it very different. But that's kind of how I felt about having a child. Yeah. I was like, what a perfect oh. time. Seriously. You didn't have to leave anything. You didn't well, have to it, take time off. But even now, like with, with shows, yeah. I have made, I'm only going to do one, two, yep. maybe yep. a week. Yep. I've already told everyone I want to go. I have to go first or second. Mm-hmm. I have to be asleep at 10 because I will be yeah. a mess in the morning to take care of my kid. I told my reps, like, I don't want to go on the road and do gigs that are like, we need a woman this weekend. No. for no. people, Because to me, that's service you, you, work. You, yeah. You want to do work when they go, we need Julia. 
Yes, that's what you want. And and that and I used to be so afraid to say that because I was like, well, have I worked hard enough to? It's like, well, then if I if if that doesn't if if I never get offered another road gig again because nobody wants to see Julia specifically, oh well, like well. And, and it, it feels so weird to say that because I do think, um, you know, for comedians specifically, and again, poss- I'm sure other jobs as well, there is such this like hustle gets so rewarded. And I think mm-hmm. take, not taking care of yourself is like, cool. Like I'm a fucking broke, like broke drunk yes. who like is a yes. mess. And it's like, yeah. And I'm 46. Do you know what I mean? And that's allowed. That's sort of like, that's a comedian. And it should not. Be. No, it's not. it's not. It's really not. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. That is very, very true. It's like yeah. you think of, you know, with problems and it's, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to sleep on, you know, I made the decision many years ago. I'm not sleeping on sofas anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know I mean? I'm like, I'm a grown woman. Is yes. there a hotel room for me or a bedroom? I'm not sleeping on the sofa. Like I honestly, I, that's, that's it, you know? And it's just, that's just not, it's, it's joy of life. It's taking care of yourself, you know, it's yeah. respecting who we are and what we want to do. And, and I just, I just really believe because, you know, it's funny because the world has a way of weeding people out, you know? And it's like, and it's, if, if comedy is not for you, another, and I know this sounds all, you know, very crystals, but it's like, I just really believe it. Like if the, if it's not for you, uh, something else will come to you. Uh, uh, something, something will be revealed. And, you know, uh, yes, there are tons of people that hate their work and whatever, but that's, that's another conversation. I think if you're being true to yourself and you go, okay, open mind, where am I supposed to be? Like literally, like if I do any sort of meditation and any sort of mantra, it's very much just like, put me where I'm going to be useful. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Where, you know what I mean? Where am I supposed to be? You put me where I'm supposed to be. The idea of being like famous, it's, you know, I just, I just want to work. I want to do what I enjoy doing. And I also believe that, you know, Comedy is an art. It is a talent. It is a gift that was given to us, and I want to use it. Yeah, you know, and that's I agree. It. Yeah, I mean, it. whatever shape or form, I don't even care anymore. But I think you have to remember too, and I'm, I'm sure you already, you know, know this. But you know, some of those people, and and I, I have no, I, I respect their hustle and I admire their work ethic. But some of those people that are hustlers and out every night and have been touring throughout the pandemic and like whatever they're doing for some of those people and not like I, you know, some of them that might be their addiction. Some Mm -hmm. of them are very fame focused. Some Mm -hmm. of them don't have a relationship or a, a eating issue that they're trying to work on. Like some, like Mm -hmm. everyone has different uh, motivators and, and it, you know, I, at times when I see someone being like you know, my husband, for example, um, he, he doesn't, he's not out and up, he's like writing more and stuff now too. He's also a dad, but if he didn't have a child f- nighttime is when he thrives, he's a night mm-hmm. person. And so comedy made a lot of sense to him. It also made a lot more sense to him when he was single, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so y- you kind of have to look at those things. I mean, it's just not, listen, I, there's a reason why I stopped cocktail waitressing and bartending is because I yeah. don't like nightlife. Yeah. And it's always, I feel like I've broken record because I think I just said this on the last episode. So I apologize to anyone who's probably already shut this off because they're like, Jesus, Julia, <laughs> let your guests talk. But, um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but like, I, God, if someone could just give me the opportunity to be funny at noon. Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. 
Can I tell you, you know, you know what one of the beautiful things about the pandemic has been? Yeah. It's because we've been doing Zoom shows, right? So I'm, I get, I mean, I get a lot of like East Coast. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so the show is at 5.30. I'm like, perfect. I swear to God. And then we're done at seven. Are you kidding me? That is literally, I, I swear to God, if I could keep that schedule, love a day gig, love a day gig. But you know what? Though, I'm, but- I'm not kidding. I think it's going to be possible because you have to remember, so not only are you and I and others going through the, uh, you know, struggle of career stuff, people are also struggling with how to be social again. And yes, yeah. all the people who maybe don't want to work at night anymore, there's people who also don't really want to go out at night anymore. Fair enough, yeah. But they still want to enjoy comedy or music or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. It would be interesting to see how they merge. Yes. How they keep because, because I feel like it's one of those things that you can't take it away from the world now. People yeah. know that this is possible. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, why would you? There's there's going to have to be a blend somewhere along the way. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Did you um did you find a a, a rehab program? I've I've got two that I'm sort of in the process of uh um trying to see which one I can get into right now. Like yesterday I had to go do all sorts of blood tests and all sorts yeah. of things like that. So it's just, I had to do, make sure I don't have tuberculosis. Well, let's hope not. So I don't. And you know, just, it's that I'm at that stage of it now. Didn't you tweet? This is so, yes. I know we're both like, we're both quoting each other. But also know that you're like honest. Like mm-hmm. I, I try to do a current yeah. event joke and I'm like, oh, yeah. there's like, fucking cares about this know, you know i, know. I don't fucking about care me. Yeah. yeah um but that your doctor yeah can you share that because that is- i have okay i have been right now it's um it, there's a problem in the medical world for uh fat people where doctors they can't see anything but your weight uh-huh yeah. and so the only thing is they don't there, there's this belief that they don't think fat people can be healthy and you know what case in point was yesterday so um often you go into a doctor and you, you see i mean all the people responding to my tweet like people literally going and saying um i have migraines and they, it's because you're fat and you're like what like it's, it's, it's so lazy yeah, it, it's so lazy and it's just this thing. And also too, and it's like, not even just like, Oh, you're fat. Then they want to give you medication. And it's like, this is pill that'll give you like, Oh, okay. You know, it's just ridiculous. So I'm literally going in to my doctor to have all these tests done. And um, it's a man, the doctor. And he, as I'm saying to him, like he's got the forms in front of him, the name of the, of the center, all the things we have to do. And um, I'm like, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get all this done. So I can hopefully, you know, be in a, a residential rehab sooner rather than later. And he's like, great. And he goes, so do you, do you want to talk about uh, like a weight loss plan? And I was like, dude, I, what did I, you was, say? I, I, I was just, I had a flabbergasted moment. I was just like, uh, I go, that's, I said, what I'm doing is for my eating disorder. And he's like, he's like, okay. So, and then he told me about medication. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I said, I'm just going to stick with the test that we're doing here and we'll get into re. And then of course, you know, he mentioned gastric bypass again. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's a, it's just like, uh, like, and not, not even just like insensitive and, and disrespectful, but also like, are you not looking at what you're doing right now? Like, it's just like the papers are literally in front of him. He's holding them in his hand and it's just like, okay. It's, are you going gonna- it's ridiculous. And you know, the thing is too, it's like, I'm, I've already changed. I've already changed doctors. Um, also too, yesterday, and this is another thing that's really a problem. Um, you know, he's taking my blood pressure. We're doing all these blood tests. And you know what? Somehow, by the grace of God, I'm healthy. 
And like my blood yeah. pressure is my blood pressure's fine. And he, he he wanted to do it a couple times. He's like, that just I feel like that's wrong. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, it's it's not, you know. I mean, yes, I have the aches and pains from being a heavy person, my knees and my feet, but you know, generally speaking, I'm very fortunate. I'm I'm not super unhealthy. So it's just like this this assumption and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a shame. So yeah, it's, it's just a shame. So I had this thought, I hope this comes out properly. <laughs> and Let's if try. Let's see. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. I had this thought the other day. So I, um, I, I've been doing this joke lately about like how sad I was as a, as a kid when I learned about that you're supposed to hate your body and be skin, like, and how I envy teenagers now. Cause they have like hashtag body positive and like, yeah, yeah, we didn't have yeah. that. Right. No, so, no. but I was thinking about this and, and so like my parents are both fairly petite, like they're short. They're just like little people. They also are both so anxious. They don't, they constantly are moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my mom is yes. like, just need to clean this real quick. And so yeah. they're burning thousands and thousands of calories, you know, yeah. just yeah. stress. And so it's funny. Cause I remember growing up, you know, we would go to an all you can eat buffet and you know, a heavy person would be going up and you know, they'd be like, Oh, like, it's just, they're just ru- like, I, I, my parents are wonderful people, but you know, yeah. and they'd be like, Oh, you know, oh, they're second, second trip. And meanwhile, my parents yeah, are yes. their fifth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, with like donuts in their pockets and how, but, but they would like, they would like not eat all day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. For this event yeah. to the buffet. But my point is, is that, and, and I, again, I hope this comes out the way I want it to. And if it doesn't, I'll cut it out. So it's like an asshole, but, um, it's so funny because the same way that like, you know, Tyra Banks would put on the fat suit to see yes. how people would treat her, which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I almost wish a heavy person could put on the skinny suit. Yes. And and do the same experiment. Show because, you. Exactly. Because if like if you're skinny and going up to the buffet five yeah. times, it's like, wow, good luck. Yeah. Look at you. Wow. Yeah. I know. Is that and, funny? and it really made me think about how people, I'm sorry, but people are lying when they're like, yeah, of course eating healthy feels good. I understand yeah. that and exercising yeah. does feel good. I know those things, but you're, you mean to tell me that if you could eat a whole pizza for dinner every yeah. night, yeah. not get fat, not yeah. not feel full, not yes. feel sick. Yeah, not go to bed with heartburn. <laughs> you wouldn't do it? Exactly. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry that I'm Am speaking. making any this sense? I mean, no, yes, you are. Because you know what? <laughs> this is how we're, we're relating facts to each other. But there's a TikTok trend. Do you, have you, seen, you know, there's they have the TikTok sounds, like where people do the voiceovers of things. There's one right now. Where it's not even brand new, but it's been around. It's like um, the voiceover is... Um, men, oh, you know, men think that women want to, you know, their biggest goal in life is to find true love. And she's like, no, it's to eat without getting fat. And it's like, yes, that's exactly, that. I don't care who you are. That is everyone's secret desire to eat whatever you want without getting fat. That is, yeah. it just is. But it's also my my friend who who does a lot of work with like body positivity. She was even telling me how, I think it was her, how like it's, the word fat shouldn't yeah. even be an insult because it's just no. describing. I, yeah, it's just it's it's just a it's just a fact. It's like five seven, 
dark hair. You know, and it's funny too, because I've only started using the word fat in the last couple of years. It was always like, it was always a hard word for me to say because it's always been used as a slur. As an insult, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It always has. So now being able to go and say, I'm fat, fat people, it's it's very, I have to tell you, it's very freeing because it, yeah. it is, it's just a fact. I'm a 50-year-old Italian fat woman. That's it. And even when I say to someone, like if someone is, oh, I don't know, um, if I have to say, oh, watch for me. And they'll be like, okay, how am I going to know you? And I say, oh, I'm fat. And I'm wearing a, a big, you know, like I say, I'm wearing a pink top. And I'm fat. And I, I, I see people, oh, they, they, they panic a second. It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, it's, it's all in the delivery. It's all in the delivery. You well, know, it, it really is. It's sort of the same way. I think like, you know, saying like, look for me, I'm fat. Someone would yeah. be like, no, you're not. Oh, God. You know what? I, yeah. And That's then, actually bothersome, to be honest. It really but it's is. it's the same way that it sort of bothers yeah. someone. People are like, wow, you look good. You lost some weight. And it's like, it's just, listen, I, I don't I don't fault a lot of people for, ha- this is like been ingrained. This is one of the oldest oh my God, discriminatory yeah. things yeah. that has been part of our society from the get. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's so wild. You know, and I, I know this point is brought up all the time, but like when you look at art, from forever ago. Oh God, yeah. And everyone's fat. It's all fat bodies. Yeah. And yeah. it's just- I, mean, I, used to, I used to do jokes in my very, very early years of comedy about how like um, you know, it's just the world wants thin. But I said, you know, in cultures, like I I would be royalty. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a big woman's royalty. And then of course the joke was very inappropriate because it was me talking about, you know, a taxi driver, you know, on the radio saying, I've got the queen in the back seat. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And like, you know, going, <laughs> I, I have her. I found her. Like that. But it is, it's it is, it's cultural. And also too, it's um there is sort of like a it's it's strange because now it's like you know we're, we're with the body positivity and what but there's almost like it's i think what we almost want more is body neutrality where it's like we don't have to always talk about it you know yes. because i think i think you know because i think when people your friends are go oh my god have you lost a little weight it's like you don't i know that in their heart they're like they're saying that because it's like oh i love you and i think you look nice and that's what i'm saying to you but it's almost it just doesn't it doesn't need to be said yes. you know it's just, I agree. It can just be like hi good to see you i missed you that's enough do you know what i mean like that's enough and it's it's we we've got this we've got this sort of thing where it's it's it always has to be sort of mentioned and you know the whole thing with fat phobia and like sort of like hatred towards fat people it's um interesting too because it's one of the last ones that's still sort of uh allowed do you know what i mean like no one gets mad when you make a fat joke we can everyone can kind of laugh at that kind of because it's still or an italian accent yeah you know an italian accent i mean seriously it is it's still yeah. deemed okay we're all allowed to laugh at that and it's like oh interesting so that's why it's it is kind of it's definitely you know I it's, mean, I, it's a hard one to kind of get over because that's I, the word I, lets I, it happen what's funny because you know I, I and this just came to me and i'm sure someone's already written an essay about this but i just had <laughs> a realization for myself of like i guess what it is is the phobia and the reason people make fun of it is because mm-hmm. it's the only thing that someone could become yes. like you know what i mean like i can't become yes. black or whatever yes that and that's the thing too and that's why there is there can be such um hatred and, and bigotry over it because you're afraid you hate yourself yes. yes and it's but it's also because people go well you didn't have to become fat that, yeah. that's the thing do you know and that is the, and even though they don't know what people's 
stories are, what's happened or whatever. But I think, I think that's a part of it too. You know, there was, um, I remember, God, it was just years, maybe only like three years into my comedy career where I saw a comedian, couldn't remember his name. I, I can't remember his name. God bless. I'm sorry, guy, because it was one of the jokes that always sort of stuck with me. And not even because it was a good joke. It was just, it was like so true. He was a big guy and he was talking about like how um, if you see a big person at a buffet, you go and say, oh, take it easy there, guy. Leave some for us. But if you see a guy, a fat person eating a salad, you go, oh, nice try, guy. We think one salad's going to fit. There's no winning. There's, yeah. there's no, there was no winning. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So it's like you're at the gym and it's like, oh, look at this one. And if you're not at the gym, they're like, oh, look at this. There's no winning. There's oh, my no God. That's winning. so true. <laughs> it's well, true. It's certain, you know, like what I wish that doctor said if he needed to say anything yes. or a doctor yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And this also goes for like the mental health stuff is to ask questions Yes. That get to the emotion, like to yeah. say to you, instead of, hey, do you want to come up with a diet plan? Say, mm-hmm. okay, I see that you're filling out these forms for rehab. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, you in- want to talk about? Absolutely. yeah, is there anything you want to talk about? How are, are you having any, you know, um, st- stomach? How is it affecting your life? How yes. is it affecting? Yes. That kind of, like, I wish, I wish, like, you meet a doctor for the first time and you don't even have these forms that you're going. I wish that they would be like, is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Is your weight something you want to talk about? I mean, even just like that, it, it yeah. just that, how is it, you know, how, um, what's your day-to-day life? Like, are you happy in your day-to-day life? Is there anything that you could change if you wanted to? Yeah. Something gentle about that. Let, because it should be led by the person. Cause I'll tell you many, many, I'd say, you know, eight out of 10 doctor visits. I do want to talk about my weight, you know, or whatever, but I feel like it should be the person. It should be the yeah. patient's bringing it up well, because it's a very different conversation if you're going yeah. in there and saying i work out all the time i love my body yes. yeah. i i'm i'm this size my whole family's yeah. this size and like i'm i'm fine and mm-hmm. it's a very different conversation if you go in there and say i am addicted to food i overeat yes. when i'm depressed yes um it doesn't feel good i'd like to do something about it those are two yeah. very different very different very different conversations or especially if someone's going in and saying you know um God, I can you check this mole? You should lose weight. I mean, hello. It's just, it's, yeah. just, it's yeah, it's it's that you know, it's it's just, it's, the, it's the answer to everything. It's the problem cause of and answer to all the problems kind of thing. And it is such a bummer with the pills too, because you know, with when those doctors and and I guess this is just how they're trained, but like yeah. when they do say like, oh, are you you know, sad? Are you anxious? Yeah, they're yeah, like, what yeah. have you thought about? And of course, I've thought about the pills. Of course, of I course. Also just like someone. At, talk about my childhood yeah. yes exactly that's that's the thing too that's why again therapy is so important because that's the person you talk to it you know like because you're right doctors that's that's part of the thing they have to sell these medications they have to that's yeah. how the clinics stay open you know so yeah I, I would i would never you know when i i did i went on um some antidepressants in my 20s but i did it through my doctor mm-hmm. huge mis- huge mistake and now years later with a psychiatrist way better because your doctors like they're not, that's not their specialty. Do you know what I mean? If you, if there's medication, you should be talking to a therapist or psychiatrist, you know, that's not the medical doctors. That's not their Avenue. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they'll give you the drugs. Of course they will. Anytime they'll prescribe you anything, but no, no, no. Yeah. Go, go. That that needs to be a therapist talking to you and, and leading you on, you know, and putting how many milligrams and easing you into the medication and stuff. It's like doctors aren't, doctors aren't going to do that. Regular doctors aren't going to do that. Yeah. I I do think there's going to be a shift though, because I do think this conversation about especially medical professionals and talking about 
size. Mm-hmm. Like it comes up, it's coming up so much. Way more often. Yeah, way more often. And yeah. and I do feel like, I know it can be very overwhelming at times because there's like a million issues. And, you know, it, I, I think we've all experienced different, especially as comics. I know I've experienced many times where I'm like, even just now, it's like, am I going to say the right? Yeah, I want to make yeah. sure I speak because I care. I never, I never want to say something to intentionally hurt someone but I'm also going to fuck up as I'm trying to learn, yes, you know, exactly, exactly. And, and I do feel like this thing with medical doctors, you know, they, I guess should get a little bit of slack because that's how they've been trained. But hopefully with all these conversations that are happening yeah. offline, hopefully mm-hmm. like online brings the attention to it. But then I hope offline there are like, you know, conferences or, or session, yes. you know, whatever speakers whatever they do to- when they upgrade their, you know, every year they upgrade their education. And I would also say this too, if there's anybody, if you do, you know, if you are a bigger person, you struggle with your weight or, you know, you're quite content being a fat person, go to a doctor who's, I would say young, <laughs> like, honestly, try, yeah. try to find, try to find a newbie because chances are they're going to be a little more woke to the situation. And then that's who you, that's probably who you want to talk to. When I was 22, so I was like, I always say I was bulimic-ish because mm. uh, that's my ABC sitcom. No, um, because <laughs> I oh I would like, I would do it. I would like, it was more so like I would overeat and then feel bad about overeating. I didn't really overeat with the intention to throw up, but then yeah, I'd be like, okay. I just had a very easy, I threw up easily as a kid when I was scared or car rides. Yeah. So just having- yeah. So I just, I, oh I never God. had to use like, a finger or anything. It's just like, was very easy yeah. to throw up. And so I would only, I would do it like a couple times a week and then I wouldn't do it for a few months. And so, you know, in college, when I went to the health center and took the eating disorder questionnaire, because I actually wanted help, it came back that I didn't have one because mm. my frequency wasn't enough. Yeah. Right. It's okay. Interesting. So fucked up. And yeah. I didn't have, and again, there was no like, like hashtag is enough. You know, yes. it just is. Yeah. And then um, I remember when I went to a, a doctor, I think I was like 22 and I didn't get my period for a while because it, me- it messes up your metabolism. Yeah. Um, and my throat was burning all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my doctor was like, okay, we're going to give you progesterone, progesterone to make your period come. She did not. And again, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, expecting too much, but like yeah. I was begging her to ask me if I had an eating disorder. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, do you want me to throw up in your office? Like I just didn't know because I kept thinking I didn't have one because the tests that I didn't and you know, the movies that I'd seen about eating disorders were always so dramatic. And I was sort of like a casual, you know, hobbyist. And, uh, and then, so I went on progesterone twice which like is such a fucking powerful hormone. And it made me like crazy. And then um, I still didn't get my period. And then I finally like just confessed to my, then I was drinking a cup of coffee and I was like, it was like acid. Oh yeah. And I just like said to my boyfriend at the time, I was like, so we're actually getting pizza. And I was like, so I'm probably going to go throw this up in the bathroom. I think I'm bulimic. I'm going to find like a group. And I did very long story, but the group switch. We all committed to like Tuesdays, so then I signed up for an improv class on Wednesdays, and then they switched to Wednesdays. And I was like, "But what about my improv class?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were like, "Oh well." So then I 
basically lost my eating disorder group. <laughs> but I started doing what you said, like, and then I, I stopped the purging, but I kept binging yeah. for like, maybe like a year or two to follow. And that was such a bizarre it's such a bizarre thing because because the I don't know if I want to speak on your behalf, but like the purging is where the control and power comes from. It's like yes. a rush. Yes. So when you're only doing the bidging and not the purging, yeah. it just it it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. You see, it, it, absolutely. Because it's like it is. It's like the bulimia is it's I mean, as is anorexia, you know, it's about control. Mm-hmm. You know, how much am I going to eat? How much am I not going to eat? I'm going to get rid of this. It's very, you know, it's very control and you have the control. And then, you know, it's sort of like we're binge eating disorder. It's like the weird thing is that it, like, it only works for a second. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's only like the the rush of, you know, the whatever. Because, you know, like let's be honest, food is a rush. It can be. Yeah. Sugar is a rush. It's a serotonin, you know, that kind of dopamine kind of thing. So that happens. And then it it's gone very quickly. But then the problem is like what I was going to say when you were talking about wanting to say that to the doctor, there is so much shame within eating disorders. Yeah. Because, you know, my, my thing was always like, I'm so ashamed of myself. It still is. Um, you know, there's a lot of shame, but it's also like, I remember being young and not wanting to tell anyone because I thought they were going to like, think I was crazy. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like not just a, a person who has trouble coping and, you know, needs some help, but like, I really thought like I was, I, they're going to put me in a mental institution. You know what I mean? Like I, in a robe all the time and not be able to get it. Like that's, I was like, I don't want them to think I'm crazy is the well, world. We also, that, the only thing I could come up with as a young person, you know? Well, but that's also probably because it was, again, like all of these things we're talking about, it wasn't talked it was talked about like you were crazy you know like if you were an only child you were sad and if you were if you had an eating disorder or or depression I mean you were you were crazy yeah Yeah. and and I always thought about like I my mind always went to shock therapy oh god I was always like oh if I share these things with someone I'm going to go to shock Mm -hmm. therapy Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of shame being bulimic because I was disappointed that I didn't have the uh self-control to be anorexic I was like Mm -hmm. I really want to have my cake and eat it too like literally like I just wanted yeah yeah. this was without I mean I I have to tell you and you know what pardon me anyone listening with an eating disorder because I but I think if you go into your heart I think everyone that is bulimic or has a compulsive eating disorder everyone sort of secretly wishes they could be anorexic like we all like that is it, it, it is. And I, I admit that too. It's always it's like, creme de la creme. I just, you know, I mean, please. Yeah, we're saying this, you know, obviously with, with a yes. giggle, but it's like, but it is true. And also too, it's like, you know, anorexia still has um, an element of sort of like sympathy where people go, Oh, poor thing. Yes, you know, and they, they don't, so and they frail. don't, yes. And they do not think that with, you know, fat people, they just don't like, yeah. it's like fat people like, Oh, slob. And then, but a thin person, it's like, Oh, thing and i think also too it's like it's re- thin is always revered like let's be honest thinness is revered it still is i mean that's you know, also rooted still, in yeah. I, I can't speak to it as as much as someone who's more scholarly can but it's also rooted in white supremacy oh god yeah absolutely when, well that that's the thing too fat phobia is very inherently racist it's yes. very inherently racist it is because obviously body types are different for people of color and white people and it's like that so white man was like that it's just it, it's inherently racist so it's so funny because um, yeah I, me- I remember in college because that's when I you know 
college and early 20s was when I struggled the most. And just, you know, my whole world then was also about a guy making me feel worthy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I shocking, shocking. As a young girl, I grew up thinking a guy would make me feel worthy. And um, I remember like when I first started like talking to guy friends and sort of, which is like, I can't believe I did this, but I would ask their opinions on like bodies. I was like, sure. what yeah. do you like? Cause I didn't know. Cause I just assumed they all wanted like super skinny. And again, mm-hmm. not that it matters, but every single one was like, I mean, they either were like, I, I love curvy or it really is about the personality. And if they're, you know, confidence is sexy. And like, I, I just couldn't believe them. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was, I was because like, we were know, brainwashed for so long. Brainwashed. And mm-hmm. it has been, you know, so interesting as I've gotten older to, I mean, the truth is any human being that I would want in my life, be it romantically or a friend, that is the attitude I would want them to have, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, it kind of doesn't, it's about the person. Yes. Absolutely. I wouldn't ever be in a relationship with someone who was like, cause I, I dated a personal trainer for a little while and it was in retrospect, hell. <laughs> like he would like pinch my sides and be like, Oh, oh babe. Yeah. I buy my first, my first long-term boyfriend. We used to go running on dates and I'm not saying like we went for jogs together. <laughs> Our date was running. Like it would be like, he would make me do running drills. And no. stuff, and I was like, I'm not joking. And I would just, what is happening? Like it was awful. Awful. That was my first, yeah. my first boyfriend. I mean, crazy, crazy. And then you somewhere along the line realize that um, people like all sorts of people. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, I mean, when I started to realize that it was like, oh, no, 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 they're, they're men, men still like me. It was, wow, what an eye opener. It well, was just like, oh, what? And, and not even, not even just like, you know, because then see that it's a tricky thing too, because then there's the fetish of, you know, big women, but it's oh, like, no, 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 there are some, you know what I mean? And no, I don't, I don't think anyone really wants to be a fetish. I, I didn't for sure. But then it's like, you know, and here, here's the thing. Okay. So I had alluded to it before. Uh, the man that I'm in a relationship with now is I can't, I waited a long time. I was single for a really long time. And I, you know, then I started sort of dating on apps and just meeting idiots and then had that classic moment of like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then um, during the pandemic, he wrote me on Instagram and it is just, it is, I've not experienced this. And it's, he is a uh, pansexual, which for the listening audience, how's it different from bisexual? Pansexual has nothing to do with, it's just about the person. It's nothing to do with gender or anything. He just who he falls in love with is who he falls in love with. I'm telling you the truth. It's, it's like a relationship I've not experienced before. Oh. It just, it is, it is. Is he first local? Of all, I, it's, no, he's, he lives in London. He lives okay. in London. We're very far away. Um, but you know, we've spent time together. I went to London last year. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's just very much like, I can't believe I'm just loved for the person that I am. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he still thinks I'm cute, which I'm always like, I'd like to talk about that. But he's, but he's, he just, it just, it's, it's, I guess I want to say it's unconditional. I've not experienced that before. And it took, I think, all my whole life of doing all the things that I've done to lead me to this point. And then somehow I've met a person that I, not even, and you know, it's not even just love. I like him. And oh, I don't think God. I've had, I don't think I've had that experience before. Like I was boyfriends. I was like, he's hot. I love him. But I was like, do I like this person? And yeah. 
It probably didn't, you know? And this this is very, very different because but that's, it's just, it's great. But it's that's great. another Friends. conditioning thing that yes. you just said of, of the like, of you know, again, I'm, 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 as much as I said, I hate those memes, but I keep sounding like one. But the whole <laughs> like, I, I, the whole like, you know, someone loving you if you don't love yourself. And I, yes. and I, used, I used to think what that meant was that, no one would love me unless I was super confident. Like that's what mm-hmm. I thought loving yourself meant. And what loving yourself actually means is knowing you deserve yes. what you want and what you want isn't ridiculous. Yeah. Because I used to think that what I wanted was ridiculous. I was like, oh, I want someone who I'm like friends with and I want them to think like, and I, you know, list, I had these like, you know, all these qualities about myself that I wanted them to think. I wanted someone who thought those things were cool, even though maybe mm-hmm magazines told me they weren't cool about me, you know, yeah, or yeah. ladylike or whatever. And, and like what you just said, like, he just loves you for you. Like it, it's, it's such a mind fuck when you're like, that's all it is. Yeah. That's yep. all. It and, is. Yeah. And I think, you know what, I, I do think it does come with, you know, age and, and yeah. whatever, and like, and going through bad relationships and uh, whatever. I mean, if you find, if you find the person the first time out, God bless you. Good for you. You know, but, um, but I feel like too. I feel like the same thing. It's like you, you, no one will love you unless you love yourself. And there was sort of that like, huh. but it's not. I think I think it's like it is exactly like as you were saying. I was like, that's exactly what I would say. Is that knowing that you deserve love? Yeah. No matter what you look like, no matter where you are in your life, a successful, broke, uh, you know, whatever. It's that you deserve love and you deserve to be treated treated in a way that you want to be treated. How you treat others, because then it's like when you have that, you don't allow bad behavior. Yeah. You just don't, you don't allow it. I mean, how many times, oh my God, how many times have you been cheated on and you know it and you just go, no, it's okay. And then he says, what are you crazy? And you go, okay. I mean, it's, that's, that doesn't happen. After a while, that doesn't, once you start to accept that you are a human being that that is worthy of love, you don't allow that to happen yeah. anymore. You just, you just don't. It's like you, you know, honesty, it's just, it just starts to, it just starts to it's just different. And then obsession falls away too, which is, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I've always been so obsessed and it's like, I'm not, I mean like this, I'm in a long distance relationship and I've never been, I feel more trusting and trusted than ever, you know? And it's like, I feel like maybe that's the same. I feel like the saying should be, no one can love you until you know a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> just a little I bit. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just know what... A little bit more. Like yeah. what your standards are, mm-hmm. what you deserve, what what yeah. isn't compatible, yes. you know, what, what your triggers are. Because like, think about the people that you bring into your life in relationships that... Because they're 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 familiar triggers. They yes. they they mix in with your trauma well. They feel yes. familiar, and you're like, exactly. well, I guess this is love. And it's like it's not. It's no. um. Oh, that makes me. Would you move to London? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would. I would. I would. I really would. Because you know, it's also like it's like there's a good comedy scene there. I feel like I could have a career in London. Yeah. I do. I feel like it. What does he London, do? God bless them. He's an artist. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it's like it could, but he could also like both of us, you know, we could work anywhere. I don't think him moving to LA is going to happen because he's, he's European, right? He's Italian uh, and uh, fully Italian. And uh, he was born in, uh, was it Telmozzo? Telmozzo? I can't think, I always get that wrong. But um, uh, yeah, so he's Italian living in England. Yeah, he's, America's not, uh, (laughs) America's not for him. But you know what? We'll figure it out. My God, I love it. I just got a vision of your 
like future fabulous life. You're living in a flat in London (laughs) and you do comedy when you feel like it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're very busy working on X, Y, and Z that brings you so much joy. Yes. I love that idea. I yes. love that idea. Oh, that sounds good. This was such a delight. This was so, it was such a delight. Delight is the yeah, word Yeah, we, we shall, hard. we shall uh, continue this relationship off. Yes, pod. absolutely. I like it. Sounds good. Um, Very big question. I ask, very yes. important. I ask every guest at the end of the show, Um, should I get bangs? No, you have such a pretty face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only comes to my eyebrows. I know, but I don't. I say not yet, not yet. <laughs> Just above, just under your nose. Yeah. No, I say not, not for another 10 years. Not for another. Okay. At oh, least. another 10. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be. 10. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was fun. Okay. Bye. Bye. My plan was to have my sister, Elena, therapist, Elena, come on the uh, pod at the end here to talk about some body image stuff, you know, mental health stuff when it comes to doctors. But uh, to be completely honest, I've been busy as hell with my child the last few days. Um, My husband has been working and all I can say is shout out to all the single parents. I don't know how you do it uh, because it's only been (laughs) two days for me and I am, wow, am I tired. And then my dog had to diarrhea at 3 a.m. last night. That never happens. She woke me up. I had to take her in the yard. I had to put her on the leash because we have raccoons. And I put my glasses on because I thought it was going to be a quick pee. Blah, blah, blah. Anywho, uh, I do want to give one resource. Um, check out thebodypositive.org. Um, my dear friend, Maria, who I I think I've brought up on the podcast before. Um, She's been working with them. She has schooled me so much on fat phobia, the history uh, of, of body image and white supremacy and how it relates and just how diet culture was designed. And, you know, just to emphasize like, hey, I think exercising is great. I think eating well is great, whatever that means to you. Uh, What I don't think is great is going to your doctor and having them make you feel like shit uh, because they don't, I don't know, I guess they're not trained in sensitivity when it comes to bodies. And I don't just mean body size. I mean, there's a lot of wonderful doctors out there. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like there's probably some more training that could be done when it comes to how doctors talk about body size and 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 different things of bodies especially for women because i feel like it's always women that deal with i don't know a doctor saying something so fucked up to them when they're already going to them for help and maybe this is like falls into the umbrella of mental health stuff cuz mental health system in this country and in a lot of countries is really fucked up mental health should be free it should be required uh and it should be a priority and um I am not going to say the tennis player's name correctly, who uh, Naomi Osaka, I think I said it right. Yeah, Naomi Osaka. Why was I so scared? I get so scared because people say my name wrong all the time and I should understand that people will be forgiving. But anyways, Naomi Osaka, I don't know if you read about or heard about what happened with her, but she, tennis player, she refused to speak to the press during the 
French Open, I believe, because um, she's dealing with some depression and anxiety issues. And now they're going to fine her. And most people seem to have been really supportive of it. Of course, there's people like Piers Morgan and some other just fucking insensitive pieces of shit, quite frankly, that are saying, oh, it's her job to speak to the press. No, your only job in this life truly is to take care of yourself and to take care of others. Or let me back that up. Your only job in this life, truly, number one main job, take care of yourself in a way that doesn't hurt others. I think that's that's what I mean. And in taking care of your mental health, you are taking care of others. Because if your mental health is good, you can be a better person, yada, 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 domino effect. Shouldn't be this hard. Wow. All right. This was not funny. Um <laughs> I'm like looking at the clock because my baby is sleeping and I'm trying to get this outro uh, recorded before she wakes up. She has a cold and she's teething. Who am I even talking to? I don't know. Listen, if you have had an experience with a doctor or they make you feel bad, I hope this episode encourages you to switch doctors if you're able. I know it's not always that easy. I also know it's a huge pain in the ass. Um, And if you can't switch doctors, I, I encourage you to speak up. I've spoken up to doctors before when they've made me feel like shit. Um, I've often left those doctors soon after. It's very scary. Uh, I still struggle with, you know, feeling an, an imbalance, a power balance when I go to the doctor. I feel like they are above me. They're smart. They have the diploma on the wall. And I am the idiot in the chair. And that is not true. You know your body better than anyone else. So ask for what you need and don't accept what you don't need. Um, That's it. Uh, As always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. Um, I've been getting some really lovely messages, direct messages from people saying that, you know, specific episodes have affected them, have helped them. It really means so much to me. That's why I do this podcast. I also just like talking. As my friend Jason Sines has said, I have the gift of gab. And I agree. It's nice to be recognized. I guess maybe he was saying I talk too much. Who knows? But thank you for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about the show. Dare I say, post about the show. Why not? Why not write a nice post online about the show? Why wouldn't you do that? Because maybe you're too busy promoting other stuff of yourself. And I totally get it. But if you feel like giving it a shout out somewhere or just telling a friend privately, I would appreciate all of that. Okay. Um, I almost said I love you as if I was hanging up the phone with my mom or husband just now. Um, (laughs) I'm so tired. I do love you. You know what? If you're listening right now, I love you. Maybe you needed to hear that today. Uh, Okay. I will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.